Hello everyone and welcome. This is Joe Clausey, your Ace Charter Principal, coming at you with some information and news to warm you all up to what is going to be this fall. Um, and so, first and foremost, uh, welcome. Hello. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, I'd like to say a thank you to Miss Nancy Medellin, who is retiring and leaving Ace after 27 years. I mean, seven years, who's counting? We are going to miss her dearly. Um, I remember probably the best Miss Nancy moment was really any time she would call the folks at the offices in VCOE that we had contracts with and would convince them to give her whatever we needed or a different Nancy would all of a sudden show up. And she would say it in jest, but I knew it was a very sincere warning and so did I think those on the other end of the call. So, um, Miss Nancy, you're, you're the best. Um, we're also adding two family members to the ACE uh, staff this fall. The first is Miss Marisol Garcia, who will be up in the office with Miss Monica holding down the fort. Uh, Miss Marisol came to us with uh, very high recommendations and we are delighted to have somebody with her skill set on board to help ACE continue to drive in the direction that uh, we've been going in. Uh, we all know the ladies up there are the real brains behind the day-to-day -day, and I'm uncertain what we would do without them. Actually, I know me and Mr. Middleton would be on a deserted island somewhere not knowing how we got there or what we're supposed to do next, so special shout out to the ACE administrative assistance team up there and thank you in advance for all that you do for the entire ACE community. Um, second, uh, freshman orientation on Thursday night this week. We have at 5.30 at ACE Charter. Um, since numbers are climbing, we're going to get creative in our organization of the event. But we'll cross that bridge here in a few minutes and dive into the bigger plan to ensure our safety at ACE this year. Um, but we'll get to that later on in the episode. Uh, and third, we're back, man. Here we go. We had a successful summer school program, a successful summer bridge program for the incoming ninth graders. Um, shout out to Mr. Vasquez, Ms. Sweet, uh, Ms. Morales, Mr. McGuire. Um, they were holding it down this summer. That was fun. You guys, you guys killed it. Um, you know, Mr. V is wearing a new little administrative cap, so we'll see if we can uh, get Mr. Vasquez some uh, practice and training and, and responsibility of, of the admin side of, of education, which is exciting. Um, we wish him luck with that. Um, we have some huge news on our apprenticeship front on the apprenticeship program. Um, that we'll get to also here in a second. And we have reopening information that is imperative that you all hear and begin to digest. Um, and so the apprenticeship program, um, let's, let's dive right in. I mean, on the apprenticeship program, we have two current partners that are offering the following positions. One, a position working in accounts receivable at a local manufacturing uh, firm and two positions in working in what's called white glove service strictly with Chromebooks at another partner and two uh, more positions in IT that are software or hardware repair 
Uh, and so that second partner is offering four positions. The first partner has one. I'm working on two more partnerships, which I haven't solidified yet, but hope to in the next week here. And I got another one on the burner. So the apprenticeship program is incredible. Let me, let me start by explaining to you what is the apprenticeship program. It starts in 11th grade and it goes 11th grade, 12th grade, and then what we're calling like 13th grade, even though there's no 13th grade. Graduate after 12, don't think you have to come back. But this program lasts for three years. I'll get into why in a second, it's brilliant. All of you ninth and 10th graders out there thinking to yourself that everything good starts in 11th grade, well, two things come to mind immediately. Number one, your classes in ninth and 10th grade matter most, more now than ever, because that will be a requirement for eligibility. Not just your grades though, because your attendance now counts in a major way. Your character counts almost most. Your drive shown in classes, your values, and how you treat others. These are what really, the skills that professional companies are looking for in employees. And this has always been harped on and we have them written on the walls of ACE Charter. As soon as you walk in, turn your head to the right, boom. Right there are the attributes of the International Baccalaureate Program. Uh, and, and it's why your teachers and ACE staff always try to correct bad behavior when we see it. You want to know how we're going to deal with things like bullying and treating others with disrespect um, and caring for those around us. Well, it's by mimicking the real world as much as possible so students begin to understand that these lessons about character define successes in all of our lives, right? So any incoming ninth or 10th grader, <laughs> you're being watched. This program is not for the smartest in the room. It's not for the most uh, talented. It's for those who exhibit the willingness to learn that accept the responsibility of showing up every day and being on time, which is why your attendance is so important, right? We practice that. And to be vulnerable and criticized by experts in a field that, you know, they know much more about what's going on than you do. And so it's an entire new learning process in addition to going to school, learning a job while working it. These positions will be available on our website in the second week of August. And each position will compensate the apprentices. So we've had an internship program at ACE in the past. Tons of ACE graduates had come through here. They went to the internship. I think, I can't remember how many hours. We used to make them do like 100. Now, this is an apprenticeship program. So kids are actually going to be getting paid at the jobs that they're working. Right? And why, why, does, why do jobs and companies want people who care? Well, they got to work with you, man, all day in the grind. You got to communicate with these people all day long. And you don't want to communicate with people you don't like. You don't want to communicate with people you don't respect or that don't respect you. That doesn't make a position sustainable. Right? That's not a career. That's a job. It's the big difference between the two, right? You look at the ACE staff, we know what's up. It would take something major for any of us to bounce, right? 
And we are all in this position together, in this school together, doing the same job ultimately, right, together. And so we all try to get along as civil and, and as professional, and we try to be as kind to each other as possible. And so that's, that's that side of it, right? So now you guys are going to learn these skills at 8th, 9th, and 10th grade. 11th grade, if you are one of the lucky ones to apply for the position, which we'll talk about that process in a second here too, when you get that job, you get paid to work that position. Each position could and most likely will include training and additional certifications, and we'll cover that cost for you as well. Right? I mean, let that soak in. Imagine getting a position in a real company in 11th grade, making excellent money, working part-time, of course, right? In, in, in 11th grade, you're only going to be doing like 10, 15 hours tops a week. We do provide transportation to and from the, the, the job, right? In 12th grade, you're going to be working a little more. Company could want you 15, 20 hours a week, which I think is fantastic. Because if you're not going to school and you're not working and you're not playing a sport, you're in trouble. Now I got you. <laughs> right? You're not going to school. You're not working. You're not in some sort of a sport. You're in trouble. Let's avoid that. Jump in the other three. Going to school could mean learning, training, being in clubs, being a part of ACE, which we will have all year long as well. So think about what we're trying to do here. Start you off in 11th grade, work you a little bit more in 12th grade, and when you're in quote-unquote 13th grade, after you graduate, it's a full-time position. So yes, you have a full-time job. As soon as you graduate, tell somebody. Tell everybody. One that comes with certifications, trainings, things like that, that pay you the entire time probably going to include health insurance in that first year because it'd be a full-time position you've already know everybody there they know you they've invested in you it's something called abbreviated in the work uh, work world roi return on investment that's what these companies get you guys they get you an awesome version of you that they've been helping to mold for almost three years after that third year it's whatever you want to do it's a decision that you and that company make which should be an awesome conversation to have. So applying for an apprenticeship job is a three-year commitment, okay? And I know, Mr. C, do the math, 11th and 12th grade only equals two years, I get that. However, that third year, that year after you graduate, you will work out with your apprenticeship company, again, what that third year is gonna look like. It is up to you at that time to take it from there. We will continue to support you, continue to help you, make sure that that relationship is solid, but you are expected to hold that position full-time for that year or work something out with that company because there could be like schooling that's involved or all kinds of different circumstances. And I think if you're that type of an employee where they don't wanna let you go, they'll figure it out. So a couple of things come to mind immediately. Number one, you're guaranteed a job after high school graduation. And it's not just a job, by then, you will be trained, certified, experienced, so it's more like a career, okay? You wanna talk about college and career ready? Have that dashboard. If you are planning on college, you have to work that out with your job company. 
And we're hearing that companies are getting very flexible, sometimes paying for school. And if you are worth it to them, they will even wait for you to finish, right? And last, you're making two years worth of an income prior to even graduating from high school. And in my book, that's the definition of success for a high school principal. You had to go to work every day, you had to work with other people that you didn't know, you had to be professional, be adult, being an adult. Like 16 years old, flip the switch from hanging out to working. Right? Think about what will come from that. I mean, that's the definition of success for me. If you are interested in this program, please wait for the job openings to surface on our webpage. You will be notified all over the school about it. And at this time, you will see the steps to apply for each job. Students will be required to have a resume and experience the entirety of the application process, including at least one round of an interview. Think of the skills and preparation that this program will have for high school students. The apprenticeship will count as school credits and all apprentices will have a mentor from ACE and the job site to have support. So we give you a mentor. It's gonna be me. <laughs> I think it's one of the coolest things in education in I don't know how long it's gonna spread like crazy in California. ACE and a school up in San Joaquin are working out to be the first with an actual apprenticeship program because we're gonna register these apprenticeships. Uh, apprenticeships. So this is official, man, with the Department of Labor. Like this is real. We're working with the Workforce Development Board, uh, Board of Ventura County. Like this is awesome, right? So the apprenticeship program is huge and I'm stoked about it. I, I don't even know what else to say. I think it's only a matter of time before we get some other bigger partners on board and that's gonna kind of reinvent what the junior and senior years look like. So let's see where that goes. And then finally returning to ACE, right? Let's, let's talk about returning to ACE because it's gonna look like the following. <laughs> and I take that deep breath for every reason. <laughs> Mask mandates for all students, vaccinated or unvaccinated, everyone wears them. Staff, students, inside and out. The only time students won't have them on is while we eat. Remember all those benches we bought last year? We were gonna have the biggest cafeteria you have ever seen. <laughs> Mandatory testing for all weekly. I've contracted with a company that will come up to ACE and assist us with giving these tests and with filling out the forms to be tested. I'm sure you all have tons of questions on this. And you should know that no matter what your status your insurance status, whether or not you are a US citizen, your income, anything, the United States of America requires that all COVID tests are processed through these forms that bill insurance or track that actual test directly. In both cases, you pay nothing. Please know that. I've taken a lot of COVID tests, you guys. A lot. And I have not paid for any of them. My insurance company doesn't get uh, send me a bill on the back end. That's not the way this works. Will your insurance policy or rate go up if you repeatedly test? No. 
Let me explain it to you like this. CARES Act, right? And then and, and there's been an Extended Learning Opportunities Grant Fund, and there's also been what's called ESSER funds. We've had three rounds of them, Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Funds, right? That's where all this grant money has come from for schools to reopen safely. These pots of money, which to ACE is quite a bit, so imagine on these larger districts how much they are getting. None of us, okay, this money does not cover COVID tests. None of us can pay for them with our money. It has to go through insurance. That's right. Emergency relief money does not pay for COVID testing. <clears throat> Let that soak in. Say that to yourself for a second. But the staff from the company that we are, are contracted with, the testing company, which is the same company that the district, Oxford Junior High School District uses, will help us with those forms as well as testing. And once those forms are filled out, they can be easily replicated for additional uses. And so we really only have to go through that process painstakingly once, right? But I want everybody tested and I want them tested all the time. And we're gonna have to go through that process until as a community, we collectively are on the same page and we are out of this. And what sucks about that is three months ago, we may not had to have had this happen at all. We could have been screening when you got there, but this isn't the world we live in, you guys, right? So we're going to have to be testing for COVID weekly at ACE for everyone. Vaccines, folks, the pandemic is now preying on the unvaccinated and still the immunocompromised. From statistics that are as fresh as last night in this county, 65% are expected to receive the second shot. And that is great news. I'm also seeing that almost 75% of our VC residents over the age of 18 have gotten their first dose which is great news. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not a politician. I will register during the next election as an independent because after what I've come to see the goal of politics is, I'm not interested in either party. I bring this up because a person's stance on vaccines and COVID usually align them with politics. Since you know I am of no political affiliation now, I am by nature, as most high school principals should be, non-bias. I make decisions based on the world around me and the facts that define what I see. What I see now is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. How a person's opinion or belief became a justifiable reason to not mandate a vaccine is beyond science and logic and is the reason why we are back to a worse place in August than we were in May when we left. Now, again, I am of no political affiliation here and let me explain to you where my reasoning and justification for saying the above and will continue to reiterate come from. State and local organizations reported to NBC News 
because the CDC stopped collecting this information as of May 1st of 2021, for every reason as well, but that on July 30th of 2021, and this information was taken again from state and local organizations, just like Ventura County, just like New York State, which was just a few days short of the publication of this podcast, July 30th, right? So I'm just just going back two days. Today is the 2nd of August. Those that have been fully vaccinated and have allotted the, the full 12 days post the second shot. So that time has passed as well. Make up for 0.08 of all cases in the United States. They will continue to state that this is the equivalent to one in every 1,300 cases in the U.S. Because sometimes 0.08% might not be a number we can like fathom visually. So one in 1,300, okay? They continue to go along and now I'm going to just quote them directly. The number of cases and deaths among the vaccinated is very small compared to the number of unvaccinated. An advisor on COVID estimated that 98 to 99% of deaths are among the unvaccinated. Let's look at that from the way that I see it. If any one of you listening were given a chance to put your life savings down on a bet that you had a 98% chance of winning, and with that win, you got a lifetime of riches, would you do it? Would you take a bet knowing that you have a 98% chance of winning? Because I would, <laughs> and I did. That lifetime of riches for me begins every day when I wake up. I did not have anywhere near that chance until March when I got those shots. If you choose not to get the shot, you are saying that 98% is not good enough for you. You are also allowing the virus to exist and spread. Look at our numbers. Look at where the data shows shots are being given and look at where the cases are spreading fastest. Especially in our county, it's so bizarre. You are also allowing the virus to just be out there and spread faster because of this variant. This variant is highly contagious. And now this is not rocket science. It's plain and simple graphs and charts that even I can interpret without question. I know people who have cardio issues, lupus, sclerosis of the lungs, kidneys, have had recent strokes, heart attacks, have just one of the two organs that are necessary, you name it. They got the shots. They wanted the protection. And they have it. An ACE graduate came in and said that they wouldn't get the shot because they were exposed to COVID twice already and didn't get it. They didn't get sick, tested the second time and it was negative, so they said that they weren't afraid of it. They, didn't, they, they thought that they were like immune to it. I asked, like, what about getting it and giving it to somebody else? Like, maybe you're just asymptomatic and you could get it. You know, like, did you ever think of that? And it was a shrug of the shoulders as a response. I was mortified. I brought up myself as an example. 
And they said, well, now that I have the shots, I'm like everyone else, right? So, Clausey, you got the shots now, so it's, you're not an example anymore, which I just learned is not the case <laughs> due to this variant. And I'm staring at a booster in the near future here. So I will have three shots. Like, come on. At ACE, we teach caring. We want our students to treat others the way we want to be treated because that's how we define peace on a mass scale. I want students to care for others and see past what their reason may be not to get the vaccine and look at why you should and tell me outright it still doesn't make sense. Now looking at today's data from VC Recovers, we're back up to 451 new cases reported from the weekend. And I quote, since January 1st of 2021, 20 of the 2,647 total hospital admissions were fully vaccinated. That's a rate of 0.7%. 20 of 2,647. Guys, my primary job function is safety. You trust me to keep your kids safe during the day, so I'm doing it. Although working through this pandemic is uncontested regarding its complexities, this part is not hard at all. And it is the one thing that can push us over the edge and out of this pandemic. Do not politicize this any more than you are reading into it as nothing I have said is bias and without keeping the best interest in the safety of our students at the forefront of my decisions to favor vaccines for everyone. I think about my little kids. I think about my son. Right? This little dude has the whooping cough and the, and the croup because I had it when I was a kid. And it was fine then, right? <laughs> but during a pandemic, that's terrible. You know, his life, since he's a little dude of only seven, is back at risk because people tend to outweigh priorities when lives are on the line for some reason. So we're going to test at Ace Charter. I have kiosks on the way that are delayed because of production, but once they come in, it will be the norm moving forward. Those kiosks will be what we keep your temperatures and, and your scanning information, such as the questions we were asking last year. It will all be automated now through that process. We're gonna volunteer ACE as a vaccination site we will be keeping track of vaccines in our student information system. I was asked if about a uh, um, HIPAA violation, if I was afraid of a HIPAA violation. And to that I say research what HIPAA is because it has nothing to do with vaccines or COVID. Um, I am gonna continue my pursuit for best practices with ensuring that all A students have access to this vaccine. And we are going to wear masks continue to care for others around us by being safe at all times. And we're gonna to work together to get through the end of this. If anything, 
Think of a healthcare worker who still has to deal with this daily and to no fault, but to the person who didn't get a shot and did not have to be there. Last part on this, look at the stories out there of those who were anti-vaxxers and what their messages are to everyone from ventilators or COVID units and ask yourself, is your reason for not getting the shot greater than a common good of caring for those in your community? Let me say that one more time or ask that one more time. I'm sorry, Chris and Wendy. Is your reason for not getting the shots greater than a common good of caring for those in your community. Caring is not political, not religious, although a root of it kind of is. It's the root of all of them, right? But I'm not saying that for a religious reason and something that we all innately do anyway to those we love is care. Think about that. Okay, enough on that. We will have an independent study program for this school year only. We are using the Apex platform, and this will be hosted in a synchronous environment with an ACE teacher monitoring weekly the productivity of student progress. A survey will be available on the website regarding interests in this program this week, and information will be available on the website uh, with regards to when this will begin and, and, and the classes that we will offer. I do understand that some are afraid. I am afraid. I mean, I do feel like what we're, the environment we're creating at ACE will keep us safe. I do think that our testing will keep us safe or we will know what's going on. We will have boots on the ground, our ear to the ground. We will be very attentive with regards to the pulse of the health of the students at our school and how we operate safely both inside and outside campus. Um, and some will need the independent study program. And I'm with that. I am with that. Um, classes are inside this year and teachers will be set up outside as well if they want masks on again both inside and outside of the building I had to remind students that they need to keep their mask on this past summer and I want families to help me out there mask wearing is here everybody we will have them on until we have no numbers no cases zero at this rate we are looking at a color tier again regarding where, the direction that our numbers are going in. And what we have learned, therefore, is that how we've done it was not working that well, so we need to improve. Let's make mask wearing something we don't let sag because that's a reflection of so much. It's a reflection of so much. It's a reflection of, of how much you know and how much you care, most importantly. So, folks, Believe it or not, I am looking forward to this year because we'll see everyone at the same time on campus every day like in previous years. We don't have virtual Wednesdays, right? Although Wednesday is a half day, we'll still be there. All four grades. And we'll have the old school yellow buses picking us up again with a route schedule that is in the works since we uh, have all of our applications finally in and the deadline is here for that. So on the morning of the 10th, an ACE yellow bus will come to your stop and bring you to and from school just like in the old days, and that's awesome. Um, I'll be keeping you all informed and look forward to seeing you all over these next few weeks. 
I do not mean to be how I am, I guess. I don't. This is not me. So let's get out of this. Let's care. Please check the hcharterhigh.org website for more information on awesome things that we have coming up this year, such as our parent organization. We have a new parent organization president. I'm stoked about the new cabinet, um, new energy, right? New life. Um, and our ACE board meetings, second Thursday of every year, uh, every month, I'm sorry. Uh, and be safe out there, everybody. I'm sure mask mandates are going to start popping up everywhere we go again, so start taking it seriously so we can avoid the inevitable and then have to be told to wear them. I'm asking you to do it now. I don't know if I count, but maybe I do. Care about someone today if you can, and watch it spread peace in this world.